people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. That's right. And I'm not by myself in these quarantine streets. I have the founder and valedictorian. And don't forget Southern Honor Wrestler Commentator with me, Mr. GB. <laughs> Yo, you're sounding really, really good today, brother. Here's the deal. When we do this show... Mm-hmm. And Clack's not here. Ah, my Wi-Fi is crystal clear. That's actually true. But for some reason, when that heathen gets on this show, <laughs> his Wi-Fi does something to mine wow. that is diabolical. Yeah. Might I even say very Kevin Sullivan-like. Oh, my. So I'm thinking it is of the dark world. Oh, wow. Perhaps the dark side of the faction, perhaps? I don't know. But, but listen, man. You know, he, he may be corporate darkness like Undertaker and Vinnie Mac. Ah, uh, he could be. He could be. He could be. And so, at some point, he may show up today. We don't know. I, I suppose... We hope. The show's always better when he's not here. <laughs> he, he, he adds no value to the show That's at all. So he funny. really doesn't. He doesn't add a thing to the show. That is absolutely hilarious. I, I, I think one of the good things, perhaps, about quarantine times is it doesn't really change the way we do our show because we've always been for the most part in separate cities and you know kind of by ourselves when we do them but it's another week of quarantine life how has this week been for you uh you know what gb uh i'm adjusting to it i you know i I will say this i miss people yes i miss the energy of people yes uh to me there are some days that are energized and there are other days where you feel like the entire day is like watching a william huckabee match is just boring to death so you just really don't know what to do with that wow uh so you're just trying to figure out how to get your time going and all that stuff and my god you're just waiting for the three count so it could all be over (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) we are we going after huckabee on on this Wednesday that he has a certain name for no the- no no wait 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 no 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 uh, wait wait let, let 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 me be clear it's not I'm I'm really not coming for him I'm really more so stating the obvious that the wrestling community already knows oh well oh, oh all right oh boy how could he couldn't wrestle a mop I mean I don't understand oh, what you're saying oh boy oh boy you put him in the oh. ring with the old school nature boy and we still fall asleep. We're, we're, I, it, it is what it is. If he if, if he wants to debate it, he's more than welcome to come back on the show. But even he knows that I'm talking about it. He knows what's what. I guess he'll admit it. I he's a he's a man of truth. I guarantee you. If I said William, tell the people you can't wrestle your way out of a plastic bag. He'd say you're right. Oh boy. Yeah. He would. I, I, I get the. Feeling. He's a good guy. He's an honest guy. He's an honest guy. He'd we're let gonna. us know. We're gonna hear about this. I'm I'm certain of that. I am I am certain. Let me let me ask you one other thing too, because you know, um, we we all know kind of the duality of what both you and Clack do as well, and uh, it's nearing a very interesting time. The the WrestleMania of the faith based world is this coming Sunday. Actually, how are you feeling about that in our quarantine state right now? Luckily, the match was booked 2,000 years ago, Come and on. we already know the outcome, <laughs> and we just keep getting a chance to relive it on the network of life. Uh-huh. So because the match is already booked and we've seen it, basically every year we just relive a chronicled, 
uh, 24 hours, a uh, life in times of, and even in some moments when discussing Judas, the dark side of the ring. But with all truth, uh, it will be odd this year. Yeah. You know, we talked about WrestleMania, uh, which I had dubbed WrestleStania. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no one in the ring. There was no one. No, not, no, no, there not was yet. no one in the arena. Yes. This will be the very first resurrection slash Easter in the seats. <sighs> we. In the wrestling world, you can see when there's no one in the seats, who has the goods and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. The same thing is happening in the faith-based world. Yeah, You're seeing who has the goods and who doesn't. You're even seeing uh, the difference between what, what a pastor and a preacher is because they're not one and the same. Right, right. A preacher is one who communicates the gospel. Mm-hmm. A pastor is one who can guide the lives of people. Yeah. And there are some guys who are just not able to guide lives that they don't see on a week-in and week-out basis. Yeah. So I will say this because the match has already been pre-booked. I have nothing but excitement for this. Though I will miss... The fellowship yeah. or the gathering yeah. of, of 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 people getting together to celebrate, a la yeah. even as we did WrestleMania. Absolutely, I think that was very very well said. It's probably the first uh, faith based WrestleMania where I'll not be at the arena. You know, so that's and and most won't. You know, so it won't just be me. It it, be, it, it, it will be odd. Although there are still some it, it, who are going to gather in spite of, you know, what the government is saying, which I think is stupid. But it's another story in and of itself. But yeah, it, it'll be very interesting. Well, there's always some backyard. Uh, I don't know how does Corny say it, backyard uh, mud show going yeah, on someplace. Yeah. Gary Lamb has another name for it, which I, I won't delve into that either. But I will say. Free Southern Honor. Uh, uh, mentions and we're not even 10 minutes in this is going to be a great show it's going to be an amazing amazing show so if you guys have been missing our content listen just go ahead and subscribe and get caught up because we have had some great quick hits of course Wednesdays are our weekly roundups and more so we have been talking about Wrestlemania uh, since Monday so you can go back and check out some of the things that we said we've got some different things we'll be talking about today but do yourself a favor subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play or whatever your preferred podcast platform may be with that said we've got a brand new weekly roundup for you courtney tell them what's up for today's show welcome to episode 224 of the faction right here on bonafide radio we're going to talk wrestlemania recap should wwe have given us wrestlemania and also dark side of the ring episode brawl for it all did you see it and what are your thoughts hey becky lynch is approaching 366 days of being the women's champ and also this nxt versus aew and we have to talk the tnt championship tournament which begins tonight but before we do it's easter resurrection week it wouldn't be a thing because we actually do need Judas by Fozzie. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dong. 
and you're listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla. Shoot it, sit my mind Shoot it, sit my mind 
the faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack. That was Judas, Fozzy, GB, Gibson News. <laughs> that's downright The whole hilarious. world knows what, that's what he's talking about. That's downright hilarious. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, WrestleMania 36 was indeed a thing. It was a thing this weekend, and uh, yeah, it emanated, of course, from the Performance Center in Orlando, and uh, we did promise you that we would not tell you spoilers. I purposely didn't look for spoilers, so there were no spoilers to tell, but bottom line is we do have action to talk about, so I I don't know. Should I should I reveal all of the results and then we? Yeah, if they haven't seen it by now. That's on them. Well, that's true. If you haven't seen it by now, yeah, it is all seen on it you. By now, fast forward. So here we go. We've got results for you from WrestleMania. Let's start with night one. Wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. A mm-hmm. two night WrestleMania. A two night WrestleMania. So there really is a lot to delve into relative to this WrestleMania history on a lot of fronts. Of course, uh, it was the first two-night WrestleMania. It was also the lowest-attended WrestleMania in history. Um, and it had a kickoff match on night one with Cesaro defeating Drew Gulak. We saw uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win the Women's Tag Team Championships by defeating the Kabuki Warriors. Elias defeated King Corbin. Becky Lynch retained the Raw Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. Sami Zayn retained the Intercontinental Championship against Daniel Bryan. John Morrison retained the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a triple threat ladder match by defeating Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso. Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins first by DQ and then again uh, by pinfall as the match was restarted as a no DQ match. Mojo Raleigh defeated R-Truth for the 24-7 championship. And Braun Strowman, replacing Roman Reigns, defeats Goldberg to become the new WWE Universal Champion. And the night ended with the Boneyard match that had The Undertaker defeat AJ Styles. Night 2. Kickoff match uh, was a women's match that saw Liv Morgan get the upset victory over Natalya. Charlotte Flair defeats Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Aleister Black defeats Bobby Lashley. Otis defeats Dolph Ziggler. Edge defeats Randy Orton in the last man standing match. The host of WrestleMania is now the new 24-7 champion as Rob Gronkowski adds the 24-7 championship to his three Super Bowl rings by defeating Mojo Raleigh. The Street Profits defend the Raw Tag Championships against Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Bayley retains her SmackDown Championship by defeating Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Tamina. Uh, The Firefly Funhouse match. What a match. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeats John Cena. And in the WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre fulfills the 11-year prophecy by becoming the new WWE Champion and defeating Brock Lesnar in the process. Okay, there's lots to unpack here with WrestleMania 36. My first question to you is, what were your overall feelings about WrestleMania 36? Yes, we had no audience. Yes, we know there's a pandemic. All those things being what they are, what do you think of WrestleMania 36? I'm going to quote John Murray in our group chat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, two good nights. It should have been called Battleground. Hmm. It, it, I'm not, I'm still not sure if it warrants 
the name WrestleMania. Hmm. What WWE had the opportunity to do was to utilize the pandemic in a way of saying, we understand we can't give you WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So we'll forego this one and let's give it a new name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, like WWE would do, they push through because, as Stephanie said, they want to give you something to take your mind off the pandemic and all that's going on, which they were there at 9-11. They've been there at every uh, major uh, life event since the 90s to help you take your mind off of things. I feel like on this one, though, we I, I could have graded it on a different scale had it not been WrestleMania. Hmm. So there were things that my heart was looking for that I feel like it just didn't live up to. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll go here. Now, it, 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 this probably won't surprise you. You know, the match I was most looking forward to was John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston. Yes. I was looking forward to it so much that I watched the greatest of WrestleMania ladder matches oh. on Sunday morning. Wow. And when I saw that, and then I saw what I thought could possibly be the match of the night. It's not even going to make the list of greatest greatest ladder matches of all time. Mm. That saddened me because you have a John Morrison, a Jimmy Uso, and a Kofi Kingston. And I just thought of all the spots. I, you know, and, and so I don't know if that comes down to whoever booked and worked it. Mm. Or because I feel like you put this match on TakeOver and they're going all out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I thought about the whole thing, GB. Is that if they had named it TakeOver, I feel like there's a different... I think NXT would have presented a different thing. I would have been interested to see if NXT had done their Saturday night, how they would have blown the lights out of the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let me not seem ungrateful. Here's why I say let me not seem ungrateful. Because am I really going to throw Grandma's Pound Cake away because it doesn't taste like Mastro's? Absolutely not. So I still need to honor Grandma's uh, Pound Cake because it's still good and it carried us thus far. There were some great matches. Mm-hmm. But you cannot give me Chuck E. Cheese Pizza and tell me it's Papa John's. Well, If you let me grade it as Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> then I'm going to say this was good pizza. But don't you come sliding in the Papa John's box saying it's Papa John's because then I have to grade it accordingly. So I thought WWE did the best that they could mm-hmm. with what they had and they surpassed my thoughts because I thought they were going to give us Sloppy Joe. Okay. But they gave us something better. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to start kind of top and then we'll work down and just say... I so you know there are certain things that are just obvious right like you know the thing about Wrestlemania which is so big it is the Super Bowl it is the NBA championship it is you know the World Series it's all of those things rolled into one and so Wrestlemania isn't Wrestlemania without a large stadium uh, with thousands upon thousands of screaming fans right like I think more than anything, we've realized that you just, it's just not the same, right? Like, let me tell you what's awkward. What was awkward, there were the awkward moments where they would do the ring introductions 
and they had that pause for the space where all the fans would normally cheer and you hear nothing like it's just man isn't that awkward it's a mind game man i can't say it happened to me on monday when big show came out oh well well it's a silence right or you think you know me silence right 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 so those things you know can't be missed and i have to say that probably it took me a couple of matches to actually get into this wrestlemania um with that said um i think given the circumstances uh given the challenges i like you said i think they made the best uh, they did the best with what they had and uh, i'm not willing to throw this wrestlemania out but i don't think with that said when they run the footage of all the previous WrestleManias to get you hyped for WrestleMania 37, I don't think they'll be showing anything from the Performance Center in this uh, other than maybe a quick graphic here or there because the thing that sells WrestleMania is seeing 80,000 people. If there's not 80,000 people, you know what I mean? It's it's a house show. It's It's a Raw. It's a SmackDown. It's not mania so i appreciate now let, let me be clear i appreciate the fact now on the back end that they didn't cancel it because quite frankly what else are we gonna watch more coronavirus coverage true. you know more more netflix and chill like i i, I don't know um I, I will say though that i think wrestlemania had a tall task and i think given the circumstances again they did the best that they could there was actually some solid wrestling that happened here so let me ask you this question now that i I, I, I would agree there was some solid wrestling yes um let me let me ask this what were your standout moments from wrestlemania 36 again we kind of we've leveled the playing field that there's no audience you know we understand all that so what's your what were your you know from two nights what were your standout moments from from wrestlemania 36 believe it or not i really enjoyed the kabuki warriors alexa bliss and nikki cross okay. i enjoyed it i am a, i'm becoming a huge fan of oscar and Kyrie yes. saying and even more so a fan of oscar oscar's yeah. entertaining yes oscar can 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 do this without a crowd yes Yes, that that whole "I know" is amazing to me. When she yells, "I know," yeah. um, I don't know who she gets that from. I don't know where she heard that, yeah. but my God, that "I know" is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Sammy Zane and Daniel Bryan enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Braun, it was great to see Braun Strowman win the Universal Championship, even though my God, it was years too late. Yes. By this time, I, I, where, where we used to see him with the potential of a of a big show at one point, I feel like I started seeing him more as King Kong Bundy or Big John Studd. Oh, so wow. it was great to see him finally get the, uh, the, the title. Listen, I'm not a fan of movie matches, but people will talk about The, the Undertaker well, we'll- and AJ Styles. I'm going to always say The Underscoring made that for me. The Underscoring was so eerie and so creepy. And kept me on my feet. And then they had some great moments. And I thought Taker and AJ told a great uh, story. And it put uh, Taker in a light that says uh, he can perform great right here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to night number two. Of course, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley 
Of course Charlotte doesn't need it an arena full of people. That's always great. Um, Otis and Dolph Ziggler. I still don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know where to place Edge and Randy Orton wrestled for only 36 minutes. Th- I felt like we were there an hour. Yeah. I felt like we were watching a certain guy preach on Facebook who goes two hours. Oh, Lord. It felt like it was long. And I felt like that story could have been told in 20 minutes. Uh, of course, it's always great to see the Street Prophets and Angel Guards and Austin Theory. Uh, and after that, you know, The Fiend and John Cena. We'll, we'll get into uh, that to save that. We're going, 13 we're going to, minutes we're going to of entertainment. For that. We'll have something special for that. I promise you. Yeah. Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar. Uh, now, there's one after that. Okay. Drew McIntyre defeated the Big Show in a dark match at WrestleMania? So, you must not have watched Monday Night Raw because Monday Night Oh, was... I did watch Monday Night Raw. Well, and when he said, I'm 23 minutes from winning. Right. I see. 23 hours? Yeah, no, no, no. So, apparently, what happened, which I just still think is one of the dumbest things in the world, apparently, 20 minutes after he wins the match, he comes back to the ring to do an interview, a post-match interview. The big show interrupts him, and now they have this, you know, impromptu match. And I talked a little bit about it on Monday, just my or Tuesday rather, my frustrations with this scenario because number one, um, it doesn't make any sense for you to come back yes, it, to the it was ring. So stupid to me. Yeah, it made no sense to come back to the ring after we've already signed off, right? Number two, the way that the Raw announcers hyped this, you know, you can't, you you won't believe what happened after the cameras went off. I'm expecting a backstage beatdown. I'm expecting somebody to do something so horrendous to Drew McIntyre that we've set up the next championship run. Instead, it's this interview. I don't know about you, but, you know, maybe 2000, I'm threatened by the big show. 2020, I'm not threatened by the big show at all. I don't care what kind no, of No, not at all. Not even a little bit. So, Drew McIntyre beating the big show um, just made no sense to me. Like, it just, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that this is some of what they're doing to try to help build him as a strong champion. But that's not it. That doesn't build him as a strong champion. Listen, Beating Brock Lesnar builds you as a strong champion. Beating uh, the Big Show means you had a good night on Raw. Like, it's just not the same. Um, so that was kind of hokey to me. And I, I don't know that I, I got that. I'll tell you what we will do. We're going to take a break. It, oh, go ahead. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I, I was going to say, the way you build somebody as a champion, I'll share it when I get back. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll share it when I get back. When we come back, we're going to talk that, and then we're going to spend time talking about this Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match, the matches that really have the whole world talking. Um, we'll talk about that in the next segment. But right now, let's go to some music uh, from Survivor. This one's called Eye of the Tiger. Shout out Joe Exotic. You've got it locked to the faction powered by <laughs> Bonnerfied Radio. <laughs> this is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction.
Hey guys, this is Gary Lamb, owner and general manager of Southern Honor Wrestling, and you're listening to the newest and hottest podcast out on wrestling, The Faction. We are The Faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to The Faction. This is Courtney, and that was Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. So many tigers. Hey, that tiger in New York has COVID. Gee, such can't trust anything or anybody. Yeah, you know, I, I really believe that there's a lot that they did not tell us from the outset that they knew about this COVID-19, and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. But If there's any time not to keep something close to the vest, this is it. Don't keep that close to the vest. You got that right. You got that right. So speaking of close to the vest, before we went to break, um, we were talking a bit about how to build a champion on the heels of their championship title defense. We didn't exactly like the way that uh, WWE did it with Drew McIntyre this weekend. Uh, if you could build a uh, championship run or at least a strong look on the heels of a championship win, what would you do? Well, I think the best one of the best ways I've ever seen it done is actually Terry Funk, 1989. You have a Ric Flair fresh off of a great match. And who did he wrestle, GB? He wrestled the Dragon, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Which, that's such an iconic match. Yeah. The people are looking at it. The big gold is online. Everyone's expecting just this moment. You have a, a very sober Ric Flair after the match being interviewed by a very young Jim Ross. Terry Funk, who's been a longtime Flair villain mm -hmm. and Steamboat villain, is now in the commentating seat. Yeah. And so that he's been ringside, he's in a suit, and everybody knows when you wear a tuxedo, that means you're not going to do anything. So he's wearing a tuxedo. He's there being a great commentator. He gets in the ring to, to, to congratulate Flair. The next thing you know, he's pile driving Flair, but not pile driving him in the ring, pile driving him through, one, through a table. It's one of the very first table breaks I'd ever seen in my life. As a kid, I was horrified. Yeah, yeah. And then, just like that, it's off to the races. You don't, be, I mean, could you imagine had they brought back Black Jack Mulligan or something? To try to fight Flair afterwards. Right. Or they brought back Dirty Dick Murdoch yeah. to, to fight him. No. They used the real rival. This is a moment where they really could have done something special. Mm -hmm. But they did it. And so they dropped the ball. Yeah. They dropped the ball on that moment. And I, it's not a dropout like Bernie Sanders, how he just dropped out of the race right. seconds ago. Right. It's 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 more of a drop out. He dropped they dropped the ball. Well, you know, and here's this here's the messed up part. So Drew just beat the seemingly unbeatable Brock Lesnar. How much more do you have to do to prove that you're a strong champion? And I will say this, WWE missed a real moment where that could have been a real good wrestling match as opposed to a, a match of finishes. Yeah, well, so, so, okay, let's have this conversation very briefly. What do you make of the fact that the two major championship matches essentially looked exactly the same finisher after finisher after it, finisher. it's sad to me mm -hmm. it is absolutely sad to me that they would relegate brock lesnar who's a who's one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen he is you know you look at the documentary of uh of, of the the hbk in kurt angle there's one moment where wrestlers are arguing who has the best moonsault? Yeah. Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you relegate Brock Lesnar to just suplexes and 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 a F five. This guy can wrestle. We want to see him put some holds on people. We want to see him wrestle a little bit. So I don't know if that's Heyman making him monster esque. But man, we really missed some moments. You know, not just that, but I think it diminishes the championships as well. Now, let's remember, this is the same WWE championship that Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan battled for just last year. It's the same Universal Championship that Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins battled for and had a much better match last year. Just go down the line of all of the great WWE title matches that we've seen over the last few years and it just makes you wonder how these stack up and and honestly they don't, you know, but I just think that they've really diminished the championship a bit, first of all by putting them on these guys who can't carry a main event at WrestleMania. That, I think, is the tragedy of all of this. And the fact that, you know, leaving WrestleMania, we're not talking about those matches amongst the things that we remember the most. The things that the people are talking about are the Boneyard match from AJ Styles and The Undertaker and the Firefly Funhouse match. So let's have that discussion. First, the Boneyard match. What were your thoughts on... You know, just even that presentation, because I don't think any of us had any idea that what we what we saw as the Boneyard match would be the Boneyard match. Well, I you know, I, I didn't really know what to think of it. <clears throat> um, I, I didn't know it would be a movie match. I didn't know sure. what they were going to do. Uh, but you saw it very. Uh, it was shot well. Mm-hmm. It was storyboarded well. The story was told well. Uh, you know, we, we have to go back and thank the brain of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy introduced to us how to do a movie match well. Mm-hmm. It was a little tongue-in-cheek in some moments, but they took their budget that they had and made it. I believe, I believe he paid for it every time, even though Impact was able to really uh to 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 uh get the glory for it well and so you take that and they're using it in wwe and i thought aj styles did such an amazing you know we aren't we don't know but aj styles is the Shawn michaels of our of our generation in this moment no arguments there he can wrestle anybody and make them look great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so for them to put taker or i probably should say mark for them to put mark in the best light that he could I thought it was great, and they did the best version of it that they could. And it was the thing that everybody walked away talking about on night number one. Well, and, and I'll go so far as to say this. You know, I think one of the things that made it work so well was nobody expected it. No, we all expected a, a match in the ring, though we knew it was going to be serious. We pretty much were certain that we weren't going to get the uh, top hat Undertaker you know, because of all of the elements that were thrown in to build this story. You know, you bring in a man's wife, you start using people by their birth name, you know, you know, you've got some, and I mean, some real digs happening there, you know, so this can't be done as a step over toe hold, lock up, side headlock, hip toss. This ain't that. This is a fight between two guys, and that's what we got yeah. from start to finish. And so I, as I watched it, I just remembered going, oh, snap, this is a movie match. Whoa. 
you know? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, you mentioned Matt Hardy. I talked about this Monday, and I want to shout him out again. The true mastermind behind all of that from a production standpoint was a gentleman named Jeremy Borash, who was a longtime Impact guy, came over to WWE and worked in has been worked in NXT since uh, 2018, and he's the guy who helps make all these things happen. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think this was so significant. I think... The danger with the Matt Hardy matches was that you didn't just have Matt Hardy, but you had Matt Hardy, you had the great deletion, there was certainly a great suspension of reality to accept, and I remember when I first saw that, I wasn't a fan. I didn't like it. Do do I ever remember? I did not like it, but this here, this Undertaker AJ Styles thing, first of all, Undertaker looked the best he's looked in years, physically, um, which I thought was important. I thought it was important that, you know, these two, they're having a fight. It's a fight that you would have. If somebody talks about your wife, somebody talks about your family, somebody tells you that you've gone soft, you want to fight them. So it made well, here, all kinds question, of sense. G. Yes. There has to be color. No, 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 here's you don't think there has to be color. I don't. And here's why, because what we're seeing here is we're not inside of a ring. We're in literally the woods. Right. So. So. So, yeah, let there be like like when I saw the when I saw his arm cut, I said, oh, boy. Well, I did this. But here's the thing. I don't think that it has to be a bloodbath. I th- because here's the other piece of it. The other piece of it is the Undertaker to many of us ever since he came in in 1990 was otherworldly and superhero-esque. So you put him in that vein, it only makes sense. You know, so th- I didn't have to stretch a whole lot in terms of, you know, okay, is this believable or not? Because to me, story-wise, it was consistent with both of those guys. I think it also protected both of them from having to do anything that would be over the top. Um, I just thought it was it was handled so well. And uh, I, I, I can't say enough about it. And I have to say this too. Placement is everything. If we had gotten that in match in night two with Firefly Funhouse in night one, it would have looked horrible. But I think with that being the introduction of those two matches and how we went home night one, oh, it was the thing everybody was talking about. Because what was going to so follow? So here's that? my here's a question: mm-hmm. did, 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 did the did the Undertaker match have to happen first to set up Fire Funhouse, or could Fire Funhouse have set up the Undertaker? No, it had to be Undertaker first. It had to be Undertaker. Agreed. First. I totally it agree. Had to be because I think once I know for me. Once the Undertaker match happened, we immediately knew Firefly Funhouse was going to be a movie match. Immediately. The question was, yeah. where were you going to go with it? And I know a lot of people had the images of, you know, the the uh, one match that they tried to do between uh, Orton and Wyatt a few years ago in that abandoned house that just did not do what they thought it was going to do. It was nothing like it. So the question would be, how would they follow that up? You know, we remember back at WrestleMania a couple of years ago when it was Orton 
and Wyatt. And, you know, they did the little thing with the bugs in the ring, and it was just all kind of kooky. Well, now we're here to the match, quite honestly, that everybody's talking about. The Firefly Funhouse match. Um, Let's get your thoughts on it, because I I know we've got some. As a matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. No, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go. I was going to take a break, but let's let's go. No, no. If you you want to run to it and come back, I'm down for it. Well, okay. Let me see here. What what else do I have here on this? this? Why not? Let's just go. Yeah, let's. Uh, nah, let's let's go with it because I, I know what I want to cover next round. So, all right, let's. This show is so raw. It is. Raw. This show is so raw and real. <laughs> well, okay. So wait, do you think I should go go away and come back? Let's go away and come back. Let's do it. We're gonna go away and come back, and we're gonna talk all about the Firefly Funhouse match. We're also gonna recap the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode from last night, Brawl for All, uh, and we've got some other things to quickly tap into as well but uh she debuted this monday night and she told the world i go here now it's bianca belair and it's her theme song watch me shine it's the faction powered by bonerfied radio i got a lot left in the time what's up guys this is mark here in the world's strongest man and you're tuned in to the faction i'm on my own against the wall the pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all.
That was Watch Me Shine, Bianca Belair's theme song by CFO. GB, take us to the finish. All right. So we've talked about the Boneyard match. Now the world has been talking, of course, for the last three days about the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania between John Cena and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. All right. Let's get into it. Courtney, what would you think of the Firefly Funhouse match? So I watched the Firefly Funhouse match twice right now. Okay, you and Clack were raving about it. Yes. Um, I I I think that I find myself as more the traditionalist. Clearly, when it comes to wrestling mm-hmm. on this show, mm-hmm. would you agree with that? Absolutely. You're you're an NWA okay. guy, so yeah. I'm an NWA guy, so. Uh, you know, I'm looking for the Firefly Funhouse to happen in the arena. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for it to be almost a false count anywhere type deal of uh, of maybe Sullivan Benoit uh, proportion. So I'm watching this film, which I think starts out great. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, the whole production was good. Yeah. Like, in, in all honesty, it was not a slouch. Mm-hmm. It, it just came down to what my expe- my personal expectations were. But, you know, you, you saw, I, I feel like he painted John Cena to be the Hogan of 80s, but in 2020. Agreed. Untouchable. Mm-hmm. He said, you're the golden boy. You're untouchable. You were picked from the time that you were in OVW. Mm-hmm. No one could stop you. You had a rocket on your back. You were the, you, 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 you were the, the, the 20, 2020 10th version of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You are the, the 2020 version of Drew McIntyre. Mm. Nothing can stop you. And to watch him walk us through moments that we all count as He was freaking Eric Bischoff, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So then you saw, I, you know, did Vince sign off on Vince the Devil? He had to. He had uh, to. So there were so many things that I look in. Shout out to Cena. <clears throat> for being such a team player. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding what the people think 
and saying, let me just go with it. Mm -hmm. What makes this, and Clack and I talked about this offline, we know that Bray Wyatt is the baptizer. Mm -hmm. When you come out of moments with him, you happen to be more of the original and authentic version of yourself. Mm -hmm. If Bray Wyatt is the person who turns Cena heel. <laughs> My God from heaven. Yeah. Do you understand that we are looking at Hollywood Hogan all over again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Cena gets a faction, if Cena turns heel, now let's remember the key to turning heel in the 90s was you growing your hair out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now Cena mm -hmm. growing his hair longer. Mm -hmm. If Bray baptized him into heel Cena, guys, it's all over for the wrestling world. It's about to be turned upside down. Yeah. Nothing can stop a heel. Do you know how bad people will want the title off of a heel Cena? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's Book it. That's WrestleMania next year. Hill Cena as champion fighting a Roman Reigns trying to unearth the title from him. Book it. I'm paying to see that. You, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, the, the Firefly Funhouse match, I had my expectations for it, and it blew those out of the water. Um, it blew them out of the water. I mean, I, I can liken it to an amazing rap song from Kendrick Lamar or from Jay-Z where you have to listen multiple times to decode it and get all the references. I've watched yeah. the match three to four times. I'm probably going to watch it again because there are so many different nuances. You know, the dig that uh, he makes to that uh, Bray Wyatt makes regarding uh, Nikki Bella. You know, when he says, you can look, but you can't touch. I was just like, oh, my ha! God. You know, like, they went places. <laughs> when John Cena called him Husky Harris, it's just like, oh, man, they, they went places that they you never thought they would go. Yeah. I mean, even Vince using an expletive. Like, it's just like, wait, whoa. You know, th there were so many. And then. I don't know that people really got um, all of the the references in terms of him going to the NWO and, you know, just all of those things, you know, because Cena has been tempted so many times to go heel and hasn't. And he was forced to kind yep. of uh, confront his past. And some people would go, well, what is that? No. See, these are the mind games that the fiend will play on you. He will do yes, exactly. these crazy things. And that's why it made sense because it was consistent with who this guy has been. And so for me, I just said, this is brilliance. And it's one of those things where you may not fully understand what you're seeing the first time, but you know you love it. And that's been the consensus. I mean, when everybody from Ric Flair to Bubba Ray Dudley find themselves loving this match it's amazing yeah. to see and again and i'll say this there are those who think oh my god wwe is going to do movie matches from here on in no here's the deal 
that right. that is like cheesecake right cheesecake is amazing but if you eat it all the time it makes you sick so you only eat cheesecake a few times not during the week but a few times period so that you don't get used to how rich it is this was some rich stuff and i'm telling you now we've seen here's what's amazing to me in a moment where we did not think that the wwe could pull off a wrestlemania they give us stuff where a crowd could not have attended anyway right so we would have never gotten those two matches in front of eighty thousand people i think we all know that right i think this was wwe saying we got to figure out something to do that'll make the people talk and they did just that the people are talking and talking and talking and it is a beautiful thing and let me just say this i'm so glad that bray wyatt was not buried i'm so glad that we're finally getting to see this whole bray scenario play out the way it should and i'll say this for as much as i vehemently hated goldberg defeating bray wyatt for the universal championship I definitely think this was a much better conversation to have Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania with the match that everybody's talking about versus him and, say, Roman, um, which is what initially the plans were for the Universal Championship. Because we know Roman would have won that match. But this was something far, far different. And I loved every bit of it. Yeah, they, they figured out a way to make it all work. Yeah. Uh, now we will see over time where Roman lands at it. We all know he'll land on his feet with WWE. Sure. Because the one thing he has in his back pocket is I was sick and I can't get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I- I'm eager to see they had to at the drop of a dime decide to put the belt on Bra- on Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know, I-, I read somewhere they couldn't afford to keep it on Goldberg. He's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And and Goldberg was not gonna be that guy to show up to a smackdown to show up to the next pay-per-view he wasn't that and we didn't want that from him so um we didn't want that from from him but you know when, when you think about braun you know it's shocking to me that they they love their big guys yeah that they didn't put it on somebody who's more reliable uh they they, they didn't put it on someone like a a a, a, a Dolph, an aj Someone who, but, you know, they love their big coronations at, at WrestleMania. They do. And I, yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what kind of champion Braun will be. I agree with you. I do believe it's two or three years too late. Um, so can Braun recapture the old glory that he had? Um, time will tell. Who do you sit him up against? Personally, this is probably the time for the uh, Wyatt family reunion to see Braun versus Bray and see what happens there. Well, there won't be a full reunion because oh, no. somebody has left for Atlanta. Absolutely. Brody Lee now in AEW as the exalted one uh, for the Dark Order. But very quickly, let's talk about this because last night was the latest episode of The Dark Side of the Ring where they talked all about the Brawl for All experience. And I really wish Clack was here because Clack, you know, yells and screams so much about the Attitude Era. This was right smack, uh, as the old folks would say, smack dab in the middle of the Attitude Era. Brawl for All. Some may have forgotten about it. I certainly didn't. 16 competitors who were in actual boxing 
uh, slashed MMA kinds of matches. And uh, the best man, the toughest man, would ultimately come out as the winner. I want to ask because, of course, last night they talked to Vince Russo, Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, Bart Gunn, who won the tournament, uh, the Godfather, Butterbean, and several others. What? Well, first of all, did you get a chance to check it out? And secondly, if you did, what were your takeaways from it? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I got 10 minutes into it. Okay. And uh, my wife wasn't into it. <laughs> so so I needed to to turn to Ozark and watch the birds fight. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but I intend to watch it today because here's what, what, what – Here's what threw me off initially. I didn't make it this far. Okay. Vince Russo doesn't want to talk anything about wrestling. Vince Vince Russo. And the worst handlebar mustache I've ever seen in my life. Oh, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible. You know, watching Vince Russo, you know, they had to have him on the show because uh, he, he... he created this whole thing. Yes. Uh, it's it's it, it's crazy when one thing you created is literally considered by the vast majority the worst idea in wrestling history. And to think now that we're not- talking gobbledygooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking. Uh. Uh. Well, what's my man in, in WCW? Oh, uh, the shock uh, who master. Fell to the wall. The shock master. We're talking. The Shockmaster, mm-hmm. and they call this the worst idea. So I can't wait to watch it, but I do feel like I need to brace my heart because, as they said, this is how far it did go. They knew no high level guys were going to do this, but they knew that they could feed mid carters through this. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we're. we're <sighs> We're talking about some tough guys. Yes. We're not talking about boxers, though. Not at all. You know, those. you go back and watch, those guys were not looking at defense first. No. They're looking at an exposed offense. So I've not, I'm looking forward to watch it. You know, try to do your best without, uh, without uh, giving me much. all of the... Well, I'll, I'll tell you this yeah. much. Pro- problem number one, um, which certainly Jim Ross uh, elocutes so well, and that is this. There was never really a formal game plan with this other than the idea that number one whoever won this was supposed to end up in a high level program with stone cold steve austin that's the first thing which which now makes the entire locker room i mean a writer's willing to sign up for it well here's the second thing many thought and hopefully this doesn't give too much away Many thought that this was a prime opportunity for someone who you well respect, uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams, um, for him to be the guy to come out of this as the winner. They had no plans on um, on what who was going to come out the winner in terms of, you know, they just didn't know. But they Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Battle of the Steves, the t- Dr. Death Steve was one of the toughest guys we've never seen throughout the 80s. Absolutely. And early 90s. Absolutely. I- I- I'll say this. Um, one of the reasons why uh, it was universally believed that this was one of the worst ideas in the history of pro wrestling was the gobbledygooker was merely embarrassing and most never knew the identity of the gobbledygooker. The shockmaster merely tripped over himself in the wall and it's a great moment to laugh. 
but you did not have people getting legitimately injured through any of those and you had people getting injured on a weekly basis all of this done so that vince russo can get back at a certain someone yeah vince russo i don't have many words for him although i will say this even after brawl for all wcw hired vince russo so I, I don't know what kind of foolishness they were on, but they well, too saw the GB, brawl for all. You have to admit, there are certain times that we don't know the stupidity of a moment until afterwards. Well, you have to watch because, this. Here's why I say this. Mm-hmm. Just let me finish. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you've been sold that someone has at, has handed you a whole era and not an error. Then you buy into it. But see, those guys, not only did they have the burgeoning internet there, they had all the contacts to reach out to people in WWE. They'd been doing it for years. Why? Who hires somebody without fact-checking? Everybody goes after their their uh, uh, references and the like. You mean to tell me I can walk in a WCW and say I'm single-handedly responsible for the Attitude Era and you go, sure you are. Let me sign you. They knew about the brawl for all. They knew, but they knew about all this stuff. Now, if they didn't do their due diligence, that's WCW's fault, and perhaps that's why they're out of business now. You- it's not why they're out of business. We've discussed this several times. It just amazes me. It, it you're a brilliant man. It amazes me that you still stick to that narrative. Of course, but that's I why do. they're out. They are out because someone at the top of the level at Time Warner had no respect for professional wrestling. And guess it's the why? same thing that happened guess to hip hop music. It's the same thing that happened to Uptown Records when it came to Columbia. But here's the deal. The reason why they didn't respect it is because they had that last two years of WCW to look at. That's why they didn't respect it. You well, respect anything that's making with- money. They- in thinking that wrestling was still the narrative of it happening in a bingo hall. So when you have a guy who only sees wrestling as a bingo hall gone glorious by a Ted Turner who fell in love, a lot of the same thing happens to an Andre Harrell. I applaud your willingness to stick to this story. You are loyal to a fault. I am glad it's that you're loyalty, my brother GB, and you're loyal to me. Not loyalty. You weren't, it is the I'd truth. Universal Music could no, couldn't see Uptown Records being any bigger than some New York shaky record company that had a few hip-hop hits. Oh, so Universal God. Music Group and MCA said we don't need all that. Not knowing they were letting go of the likes of a Joe to see Mary J. Blige, Al B. Shore, Heavy D and the Boys, Father MC and notorious B to the I to the G it's the same narrative so here's what I want you guys to do I want you guys to go ahead check out Dark Side of the Ring like Courtney's going to do as well let us know on our social media spot if after watching that you think it was irresponsible for WCW to hire Vince Russo after Brawl for All so let us know on social media a couple quick quick, go ahead and also while you're doing that do me a favor if you and tell me the truth. Do you think that Brandon J. Clack works for the dark side of this world and that he himself is behind the COVID-19? I believe Brandon Clack was behind COVID-1, 2, 3, 4, all the way to 17, 
and COVID-18. But you don't hear much about that. Oh, Let boy. me know on the show. Do you think that Brandon J. Clack is the Dark Order? That's hilarious. Very quickly, let's delve into the fact that Becky Lynch is now the longest reigning women's champion uh, of Raw or SmackDown of the modern era. 366 days and counting with her win over Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. What do you think about this year-long reign for Becky Lynch? Man, if Becky One Belt, as we now call her, uh, has really managed to carry her weight. She's shown that she's a champion that can work with anybody, but she also has range. And that's what people want to know. They want to know, do you have range? And Becky Lynch has held this belt for quite some time. And when I think about that right there, 366 days, that says quite a bit about her reign. We all knew that she could do it. Listen, Becky is built by the people. True. She was made on Twitter. True. Very on true. Twitter, she decided I'm taking control of my own career, and she did just that. Yeah. Shout out Becky One Belt, who, you know, I love the Becky Two Belt, yeah. but Becky One Belt. With that said, uh, let's delve into a couple of other things. As I mentioned earlier on Quick Hits Today, today is the six-year anniversary of the passing of the Ultimate Warrior. I uh, want to get your thoughts on what you believe the legacy of the Ultimate Warrior is. The way he died is just as famous as the way he wrestled. Hmm. I mean, he died. We saw him on Raw. We did. He gave an incredible talk. Mm -hmm. And then he's gone. And then he's gone. It's one of the most surreal deaths we've seen in wrestling. Yeah. We we saw him at Mania. Mm -hmm. He was inducted. And then just like that, gone. boom, mm -hmm. he's gone. Gone. He got open mic time. I mean, it's almost like it was booked that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you another strange death. Most people here may not remember this name, but it's almost like Rick James. You saw him pull back into popularity mm -hmm. by Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You saw him sing, I believe it was on the BET Awards or the NAACP Awards with mm -hmm. Tina Marie, mm -hmm. and then he's gone. Ultimate Warrior was just as, as as odd is because we saw it was a four day sequence, right, right, uh, of seeing his popularity skyrocket. Uh, Ultimate Warrior is one of those wrestlers. There are some wrestlers that over time you understand them more. Yeah, with Ultimate Warrior or the Warrior, over time we'll probably understand him less, <laughs> and I think he's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, a very uh, storied history. Um, certainly, he may be. And I wish Clack was here. Clack, we should not know these things, but we do know this because <laughs> yeah. we're brothers. Yeah. Preached an ultimate warrior under Ruth on uh, this past weekend. <laughs> we should not know that. We should not know that. But sadly, we do know but that. But he, he is certainly. I was a big Ultimate Warrior fan as well. And, uh, you know, just do your history on the Ultimate Warrior. You will discover that it was as uh, controversial as he was exciting. And so um, some very interesting and, things. 
I'll never forget as a kid reading about staying in the Ultimate Warrior together over in Cali. Yes. Uh, was USWF? They were, they were uh, originally in, well, they were originally in the CWA, the Continental Wrestling Association down in Memphis, and then they moved to Bill Watts' UWF before they split, yeah. and uh, Warrior went to world class and became the Dingo Warrior. Uh, Sting they were the, in, the Blade Runners. They were the Blade Runners, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I wonder if Warrior would have lived if we would have seen one WrestleMania where they given us the Blade Runners one more time. I don't know, because I think more than us wanting to see that is us wanting to see a match that there are those who are thinking that perhaps the Boneyard match opened the door for. Could we actually, after the Boneyard match, see perhaps the final match of The Undertaker? The Undertaker versus Sting. My God. It would be glorious. It would be absolutely glorious. I say preserve them, do whatever you need to do, and let's get our final cinematography uh, for the ultimate for the ultimate match, really, between Sting and The Undertaker. The things that they could do in that would be absolutely priceless. So I, I say go ahead and book it. Get it done. Um, before we go... Um, Can we get Martin Scorsese to direct this one? That would be great. We need a longer story. Oh, yeah, we we need. Some, well, I'll tell you what. I, I feel confident after what we've seen at WrestleMania that they will uh, absolutely yeah. nail this. They'll nail this. So, some very quick NXT news uh, to talk about, uh, and AEW as well. AEW, of course, will begin the tournament for the TNT Championship tonight, uh, which will start off with Cody Rhodes taking on. Um, uh, Sean Spears that'll be tonight the first match and then we also heard earlier today from NXT commissioner William Regal that a new tournament will begin for what is now the vacated NXT Cruiserweight Championship um, the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion uh, will be crowned soon and that's the result of the current champion Jordan Devlin is in the UK and he's unable to defend the championship because of all that's happening with COVID-19. He can't get to the States. They're not having wrestling there. And so they are choosing to strip him and create a tournament for the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Um, I, uh, that's. Ooh. I think it's. I, I, I think it's great, GB, because when 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 Jordan Devlin can can come back, if he brings that old belt and they bring that new belt, we're gonna have ourselves a good program. Oh sure, I, I'm sure that's going to happen. Much like we saw with the battle for who's the real Intercontinental Champion between uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, which led, of course, to the latter match. Um, I. Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel the same way that I felt about uh, New Japan stripping uh, John Moxley of the U.S. Championship because of a uh, typhoon that happened in Japan and he couldn't get there. It's just kind of weird. But be that as it may, he got the U.S. title back. Perhaps Jordan Devlin will get the uh, Cruiserweight Championship back. I don't know. But tonight, AEW, NXT, the next chapter. Uh, of course, the TNT Championship Tournament takes on two big matches from NXT TakeOver on USA, the six-woman ladder match, and the final confrontation between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. That all goes down tonight on both TNT and USA. I'd love to see Cody be the first TNT champion. It seems like that would make a lot of sense, though, you know, I'm kind of nervous that 
Cody won't allow himself to win a championship in AEW, which would be silly, but you know, so be it. We'll see. It, but but I'm I'm gonna say we're gonna get down. It's gonna be Cody versus Lance Archer. It could be Cody versus Lance Archer. It could be a rematch of Cody and Dustin. Um, it could be a number of things, though. I think the Cody Lance Archer thing probably makes a lot more sense right now with uh, Jake the Snake behind Lance Archer. Have are the- you? Are you shocked they're starting with Cody and Sean Spears? I am shocked that they're starting with that. Um, but I think, if anything, it is uh, another culmination of one war to lead us into another war. Um, and so, and Cole Cabana and Lance Archer. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a slam dunk for Lance Archer. I, I, I don't see any way Colt Cabana beats Lance Archer. Sorry, Colt. I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this Cody over Sean. Mm-hmm. Sammy over Darby, oh. Dustin over Kip, and Lance over Colt to set up next week's Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes and Sammy versus uh, Cody. Hmm. I think I agree with everything, but I'm going to flip that and say Darby beats Sammy. So we get Cody Ooh. and Darby um, in a bit of a rematch. Um, from a matchup that happened uh, a few months back in AEW. So all will be interesting. We've got lots of great wrestling to watch now. I love it. What's the combined weight of Sammy versus Darby? It's going to be like a combined 130 pounds. <laughs> exactly. With dripping wet with combat boots on. So it should be a very interesting time. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, the tournament kicks off tonight on uh, TNT at 8 p.m. And, of course, uh, NXT is going down 8 p.m. Eastern as well on USA. We're going to get out of here. Uh, always appreciate you guys supporting what we're doing here at The Faction. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At I am Courtney Beard on Instagram, C Major Beard on Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. Don't worry, I'm going to try to unite all of those hashtags, and I'm doing it just for you. <laughs> of course, you can reach out to Clack at Brandon J. Clack on all social media platforms and you can reach out to me at bonnerfied on all aforementioned platforms and make sure you're following us at the faction show all sorts of great content coming your way there so be on the lookout you just never ever know what you'll be seeing from us on the faction but you can be certain that it's going to be absolutely fun and it'll be factual so until next time it's courtney it's clack it's gb and we are the faction